Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Join us every weekday at this time to discuss news, spend time in the Word, and receive answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, uh, Kathy. Um, good morning. Here we are continuing our series on the covenant. Um, I'm going to bless you to make a blessing. We, uh, you and I, uh, we get to experience this all the time. Yes, we uh, do. Uh, as everybody knows, we have uh, what's called Guest Thursdays. And um, it's just people that have been associated with us and connected to us and are people that are connected to other people we know that have right. learned, learned what it is to, uh, in a sense, um, learn how to do what, we, what our topic is, which is come and see, find it, finding truth in a world of chaos. And they've learned to uh, what we call abiding and following God, living in the spirit in a healthy way and the beauty of that. Um, yes. And the life of that, and and this is something that we do try to speak and and demonstrate that if it was, uh, let's say, only only intellectual. Mm-hmm. Well, let me t- let me give you um, the theological understanding of scripture, and I'm going to tell you all this stuff. Um, which, by the way, as a seminary graduate, I could. <laughs> right, right. Uh, and that's what they taught you in seminary. Is 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 more theology. It really wasn't about mm-hmm. personal application. It was theology, and um, so you could. And and when you go to Bible studies, um, all the time, and and they're enjoyable because they are God's word, and you learn a lot, and it's fun to learn a right. lot. Right. Um, and actually, there's. And there's value in the learning too. There's value yeah. in that learning, and it's it's a good thing to do. So it's not a bad thing to do. Um, but ultimately, and this is what 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 happened to me personally and Linda, is that um, if it doesn't really make a difference, mm-hmm. then it become it starts to become a little bit hollow, right? Um, and a little bit wearisome. So. Uh, and, and a lot of people, when we do our retreats, and you, you have the same uh, question and we get the same answer, why are you not spending a lot of time in God's Word? Mm-hmm. Well, the answer ultimately comes is, why bother? Because right. I mean, I'll, you'll spend time on what you think is valuable, but right. a lot of people have not found it to be valuable. Yeah, because why? Well, they don't see any result. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't really matter. So I read it, I try it, I, I work at it, uh, I'm trying to be better, but... It doesn't really matter, and I don't see, particularly when we're in this uh, discussion that we're in, uh, the covenant is mm-hmm. God says, my my commitment to you, and by the way, it's it's expressed throughout Scripture uh, with the words covenant loyalty. Mm-hmm. God says, I'm loyal to the covenant. It stands. It's absolute. It's for everybody. It's it's given to everybody, and the, and the covenant is, I'm going to bless you to make you a blessing. Um, okay. That's good. Well, as you look at your life, a lot of people say, my life isn't a blessing at all. Mm. Um, 
so does it really matter? And therefore, why, why bother? And what you and I, because we've learned it, um, and what, what caused Linda and I to pursue it was like, wait a minute, I know all this stuff, but I don't see it happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, I'm, I've got to be missing something. Right. Um, and when you know, when I and all I did was keep saying, missing something. I miss, you know, because I, I, I know the Bible's true. I didn't have any trouble right. with that, and I didn't have any trouble with who God was and what He said, and and I didn't even question the truth of it. So I wasn't like, well, I don't think that's true. I, you know, it's right. true. I said it's true. What I but said, your experience of it, yeah, there's a gap between that and your knowledge. What I it. said was, since it's true, mm-hmm. and I don't experience it, well, then I'm missing something. Right. Um, and then you know, as I thought that and, and thought, and Linda talked about it and prayed about, it, like, okay, what is it? Then some people came alongside of me and said, yeah, because you haven't learned to abide. Mm-hmm. It's relationship. It's not study. You're going to be in the Word, and you're going to you're going to use your you know your faculties to do it, but um, it's that beautiful relationship. Because and you said and they showed me this something really cool. If you abide my Word, mm-hmm. um, the result is going to be what fruit. Yeah, fruit, more, more fruit, more fruit much and much fruit, fruit <laughs> and really and real fruit. And then and then the Bible is really describing that fruit. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, then uh, when I said okay. Uh, I'd like to realize that, um, and then we started doing it, and we we received it, and then we start teaching it, and we see people. So now we have guests, and you and I have the thrill of hearing what what happens to them, and we're overwhelmed by it. Uh, yeah. That it's so much fun. To look at the God blessing of that, and it's mm-hmm. true, and it's real, and there and see they're not even making it up or they're not right. they're not trying to make you up couldn't this make this stuff this up. <laughs> grand like it's well yeah i had this right. one one grand thing happen to me but the rest of my life is crummy right it's no they're, they're living it day and, and here day. And, and here's why uh, and we urge everybody you know the one value of listening to the guest and watching the guest if you can would be um you'll see and and feel and receive the joy mm-hmm. in their hearts because you can see it's not phony Right. Um, it's not sh- you should, you should, you should. It's just saying, well, this is what's happened to me. Um, right. And we get the privilege of understanding the covenant's real. Uh, it's so. And you and I get to rejoice mm-hmm. because we can feel, receive, and, and, and have happen the fact that, and we know it's true for us, but the neat thing about the guest is they just keep reflecting uh, that it's real for them, and it goes on right. and on and on and on and on, and and so that's why we're excited. It's funny. Go the ahead. Guest days are probably my favorite days, and I think um, I've been in Psalms 105 a lot lately. And yeah. Psalms 105, just verse one, says, "Oh, give thanks to the Lord, call upon His name, which is seeking Him, and make known His deeds among the peoples." And I think that is why the guest days are my favorite because you're hearing people come with their stories and thankfulness to God because they have called upon him, they have sought him, and now they're declaring his works yeah. to whoever will listen. And, yeah. and it's just beautiful to see what God does with a thankful and a humble heart that's willing to come to him and seek him, and then it just pours out. It just pours out. Do you have, um, do you have that Psalm 105 up there? Um, I can get it up really quick. Give me two seconds. Go ahead. So read, um, so you started with that, uh, verse yeah. one, 
So read through, uh, I believe, a seven, seven to eight or so. Just keep reading it, and we'll see something really cool that you oh, just it goes that, into that, covenant. Yeah. That God just says, "Here, I, I want to highlight this," and He used you to do that. So go ahead and, and right. uh, uh, read that through, and then we'll see some sure. cool, cool things about okay. that. It says, "Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon His name. Make known His deeds among the peoples. Sing to Him. Sing psalms to Him. Talk of all His wondrous works. Glory in His holy name." Let the hearts of those rejoice who seek the Lord. Seek the Lord in his strength. Seek his face forevermore. Remember his marvelous works which he has done, his wonders and the judgments of his mouth. O seed of Abraham, his servant, you children of Jacob, his chosen ones. He is the Lord our God. His judgments are on all the earth. He remembers his covenant forever. The word which he commanded for a thousand generations. Yeah. So... Uh... <laughs> Uh, rejoice, rejoice, rejoice! Tell of His wondrous works. Uh, and again, you got it. When you look at Scripture, uh, the beautiful thing is to receive the simplicity of it, mm-hmm. and to and to think for a second. And that's what meditation's about, by the way. And yes. po- and pondering and uh, letting God uh, show you something. But okay, He says, "Tell of His wondrous works." Right. Okay. Now, if that's true, what must happen? You must be experiencing them, well, because you can't tell about what you don't know yeah. by experience. <laughs> and see, and this is where you say, "Oh, huh, interesting." Uh, it didn't say, "Tell them all the great theology about me." Right. Didn't say that. Uh, right. Tell them, tell them I'm God, and and they need to make sure that they understand I'm God. I saved them, and that's it. Well, he didn't even say that. You know, mm-hmm. he, he wants us to share that, and of course, and and, he, and that's part of it, but. He said, tell of his wondrous works, and the only way I can tell of it, and by the way, this is what, this is what Guest Thursdays are all about. Yes, is exactly. There isn't a single person that is making it up mm-hmm. and saying, well, I gotta, I gotta look like the other guys and be as spiritual as them. They just are sharing what's really true for them, which is what, right. those wondrous works. Why? Because they're experiencing them. Mm-hmm. So tell of your wondrous works, and then when you look at Scripture, well, then if that's true, and that's where I'm called to go, see, our question should be, am I experiencing those wondrous works? Right. If the answer is no, and that's really what happened with Linda and me, well, then wait a minute. Something's not right here. Right. I'm missing something. I gotta. I got I want to get. I want to go there. I want because to ex- those aren't just for the lucky ones. No, yeah. <laughs> no, I want to experience that. And then he says, tell everyone this works and, and uh, reveal it, share it. And, and the word there is supernatural stuff that only I can mm-hmm. do. Um, and then he says, God remembers mm-hmm. what? The covenant. Yeah, absolutely. Remembers his covenant forever. Yeah, and, and I, I command it forever, and it, it's, it's for a thousand generations. And so... Mm-hmm. Um, and I tell people, okay, just take that alone. Uh, a generation is 40 years. Mm-hmm. Okay, so a thousand of those is how many years? 40,000 40, years. 40,000 years. Yeah, we're probably still safe. <laughs> I think we're still covered at this point, um, yes. And see, he didn't say, and this is, this is something, again, that people would question legitimately, mm-hmm. and we've got to go process it. Wasn't the covenant just for the Jews? Mm. And it's Old Testament. That's Old Testament stuff. But this is one of many verses that references the, thou- the thousand generations. That's right. In um, reference to the covenant. Yeah, and that, no, it, it's a thousand generations. And he didn't say, well, it lasts until the Messiah comes. 
Mm-hmm. Didn't say that. Interesting enough, and as you go into the depth of this, which we have been in some already, if you, if you haven't uh, gone back to some of the early uh, discussions about this, but uh, Paul in uh, Galatians ties Christ directly mm-hmm. to Abraham in this covenant. I mean, he talks about mm-hmm. it specifically. And the covenant actually rests in Christ alone, the seed, not the seeds. And our role is just to receive it from him by being in Christ. But it mm-hmm. still it still exists. You know, God's loyal to the covenant. So that we would urge everybody not to get discouraged or to look at this at an intellectual level. It would be, uh, if this is true, then I would like to learn to receive it because if, if God says, really, I'm going to bless you to make you a blessing. Mm-hmm. If that's really, really true, then therefore I should expect what? To be blessed. To be blessed. And Absolutely. by the way, there's more to it. Well, then you're going to have to become a blessing to others mm-hmm. out of the blessing I give you. Right. He said now, and that's why he says, don't even think that your role is to go minister to other people. Because if you do by yourself Mm -hmm. in the flesh, you're going to run out of gas. Right. But if you do it out of the flow of blessing that I give you, and I am going to ask you to give it away, and it's going to be to the body, and they're going to do it to others, and they're going to actually do it back to you. And the whole thing works really, really well um, mm-hmm. if you're receiving it because it's real. And so we want to encourage everybody that um, don't look at it as an intellectual maybe, perhaps, and I doubt it for me, but rather um, you can believe it. And we would like to help you. And, and that's why I send the questions in, contact us, and you just share with us, you know what, you say I'm going to be blessed, my life is crud, and here's why. Okay. Uh, that's okay. Send it to us, mm-hmm. and we will be happy to get on the phone with you or get, uh, get an email chain going, get somebody uh, with you to help you or have you get to a retreat or get you to a course. But um, we can guarantee you that this mm-hmm. is absolutely true, uh, and you can trust it. So uh, we're excited. I'm glad you, I'm glad you, you started with, be, was led by God to say Psalm 105 because mm-hmm. I think he's reminding us. Yes. It's for everybody. It's for it's for everybody. You know, tell everybody it's for them. Come on. Mm-hmm. You know, let's go do it. Well, we've we've talked about our role in it. Uh, we've talked about staying in peace, staying in unity. Uh, we're in the section of sowing and reaping, um, and that is that there's a there's a process of investing and and planting, and then uh, there's a receiving piece of that. So go to Second Corinthians nine. And read verses 6 through 15. This is an interesting one. It's a little bit broader than you think because this happens to be one about uh, giving. And it's financial. It it is talking about financial, but it's more than that. Uh, So if you read that, uh, 2 Corinthians 9, 6 to 15. Sure. But this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you, always having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every good work. As it is written, he is dispersed abroad, he is given to the poor, his righteousness endures forever. Now may he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for the food supply and multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness 
while you are enriched in everything for all liberality which causes thanksgiving through us to God. For the, ad for the administration of this service not only supplies the needs of the saints, but also is abounding through many thanksgivings to God. While through the proof of this ministry they glorify God for the obedience of your confession to the gospel of Christ and for your liberal sharing with them and all men, and by their prayer for you who long for you because of the exceeding grace of God in you, thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. Okay, now um, it's a really amazing passage uh, of tying a few things together. Um, in verse 5, um, he's, uh, excuse me, in verse 7, he says, God loves what? A cheerful giver. Okay, a cheerful giver. Um, and it's a, it's a purposeful statement. And think about that word under any conditions. Mm -hmm. Why would you be cheerful? And, and don't even think about even giving at the moment. Just why would you be cheerful? Um, just because it makes you happy, something that you're enjoying, you're having a good time with. Yeah, see, it's, it's inherent in the experience of your life, and you're able to be cheerful because of what's happening in your life. You know, so that, um, and you've talked about, um, uh, you were actually talking about that, you know, you and Dan have enjoyed uh, going out at night to the pool. Mm -hmm. um, what did that make you cheerful? Oh yeah. How come? Because it's something we enjoy doing. We laugh. We have a good time. It's just relaxing and fun and refreshing. Yeah. See, the whole thing is well, we're together. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a beautiful spot. Uh, we get to go into the water. Uh, we can sit there by the pool. Um, it's cool. All about it is I experienced it, and when I go inside, see, I'm cheerful. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like, well, I tried to be cheerful, I, you know, but right. this is kind of awful. Um, if it was awful, you wouldn't do it. Right. Right? So right. if you, if for, let's say, for example, um, and I'm sure this is possible or sometimes, although you said that, that in your, your particular uh house and area you've you've resolved this but let's say you went outside at night and every night you went out you got swarmed by mosquitoes and bitten oh, upside then down. it would not be i would not be a cheerful person out there <laughs> okay you would not be cheerful right uh okay why not i wouldn't be enjoying it the bugs would have ruined it <laughs> yeah because okay I'll, there's some things about it mm -hmm. that are pretty nice but that makes it unenjoyable right really. um and it's not pleasant anymore. And since it's not pleasant, um, and it happens every night, for, for, you know, let's mm -hmm. say for whatever reason, would you even go out there? No. So you wouldn't, you wouldn't, well, it, I'm, I'm not, I can't be, I can't be cheerful by doing that. So that right. he's trying to tie some things together here is that the cheerfulness is coming from him. And the experience of him, and, and when he says this in uh, 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 a couple uh, of of ways, uh, verse eight says God is able to do what? To make all grace abound towards you. Okay, the word grace is uh, extreme favor, mm -hmm. uh, the joy, the wonder, the majesty, 
and the expression of the covenant life mm-hmm. abound toward you. So he says covenant life is going to be uh, given to you. And then go down to um, uh, 14, uh, and he says, um, you know, we're praying for you because of why? In because verse 14. Because of the exceeding grace of God in you. Okay. Uh, because of what? The grace, grace. who is God, mm-hmm. inside of you, and you're experiencing the favor of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, where is it? It's in you. It's happening in you. Uh, the grace is extended toward you. You're having grace. He says, so, he says, if you understand this, um, it's coming from, from me because you're with me and I'm giving it to you. Um, uh, and then he says, um, I love a cheerful giver. Mm-hmm. And what he's saying there is that, and this is really inherent in the covenant. Why does he love a cheerful giver? Because that's how it works. Mm-hmm. Is that if, I'm, if God says, I'm giving it to you, what am I gonna ask you to do? To give it away. I'm asking you to give it away. Okay, now yeah. give what away? what I'm giving you. Right. Um, I love even, if you look in my Bible, it's got a little word wealth on the word yep. cheerful. Yeah. And it comes from the word hilaros. Yep, hilarious. <laughs> actually, yes, transliterates in English as hilarious. And it talks about that being, it describes a spirit of enjoyment in giving that literally sweeps away all restraints. Right. And that is when we're receiving abundantly his grace and his favor we don't even think twice about giving it away. You can't help. It's, you know, all inhibitions and restraints are swept away, and you want to just give it away. Yeah. So it's not yeah. like, because so I... that picture. So, um, and I have I have very lengthy discussions around this issue, particularly because people are looking at, and this isn't just about tithing, but mm-hmm. uh, it's, well, I don't feel cheerful about giving, mm. so I'm not going to give and, because I don't need to, because I don't yet have cheerfulness about it. When I get cheerfulness about it, then I'll be happy to give because it says God loves a cheerful giver. And if I'm not, well, then why would I bother giving? Right. I said, well, I think you got it. Ba- I think you got it. I think you got it all backwards. Right. Um, he didn't say if you give, I'll make you cheerful. Right. He says, grace, which I'm giving to you, abundantly, mm-hmm. will be now in you with that grace, that favor, the the joy of the life I'm giving you automatically I'm going to call you to be a giver, which is my nature, and the two things come together. So just think of the, right. it just so happens right. that the two words come together. Well, you're cheerful and you're a giver. Right. Well, therefore, you're a cheerful giver. Uh, it's really that simple. Uh, so it's really the life of God. And he says, okay, so um, if you understand all that, uh, that God is the one that is giving you the opportunity to give out of the blessing of, of his life to you. Um, he then makes a statement in verse six, which he reiterates, is that if you sow sparingly, what happens? Mm-hmm. You reap sparingly. Okay, if you sow bountifully, you would do what? You reap bountifully. Okay. Uh, sowing and reaping principle. <laughs> now the, the uh, reaping, um, and this is important, uh, of what we understand it to be um, so that we don't tie it just to only finances. Mm-hmm. Um, that, well, okay, great. Um, and by the way, God says, you can test me in this, and financially you can. 
I'm mm-hmm. going to bless you financially if you if you are demonstrating your faithfulness and tithing. He said, yeah. But here he's talking about, um, uh, you know, ex- experiencing the bountiful reaping. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, now read, go, go down to verse 10. And he says something about this. Verse 10. It says, now may he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for the food supply and multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. Okay. So he just tied the sowing and the reaping to mm-hmm. fruits. Right. Fruits of what? Of righteousness. Who's that? That's Jesus. That's Jesus. <laughs> he says, okay, what and we see we started this whole this whole year and a half now, going on a year and a half, uh, or a year and a quarter, uh, with a statement. Mm-hmm. Christ says, I'm the vine. My father's the vine dresser. You're the branches. If you abide in me, you will bear what? Much fruit. Fruit. Fruit, more fruit, much fruit. Why? Because my righteousness is the one producing it. Remember, and we talk about that. Do you bear fruit by yourself? No. No. Uh, does God actually bear fruit without you? No. It's, it's this beautiful relationship of mm-hmm. connectivity. And, and there will be a result fruit of righteousness and he says okay now here's here's a critical piece of this uh, covenant and critical piece of this Um, what does he say he says um, sow Mm -hmm. and then if you sow where I've asked you to sow and I'm going to provide you the seed the instruction the places I want you to sow the result will be what reaping an increase of fruit of fruit And again, he's and he uses this picture kind of a purposely, because they understood that when you sowed, you did not reap the next moment. When you sowed, you don't reap that's the next such an the next day. Thing to, because people do often think that's just got to be instant, and I must right. have done it wrong if it wasn't instant. That's right. And that's they right. don't think about the time invested and and time over time. Yeah, and and so you. Um, uh, you just you just are faithful to keep sowing uh, what God is giving you, and we'll keep giving it away. And that can be money, can be time, can be discipling. Uh, you know, we, we uh, you know, the next week, uh, 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 maybe even already, uh, Dave and Melissa started, and maybe next week will be um, on guest Thursday. They're going to tow up. So we're going to talk about New Hampshire. Yeah. And the and sowing and the reaping. 20 years of sowing. <laughs> 20 years of sowing. And Dave and I uh, started a retreat process uh, 10, 11 years ago. Mm-hmm. And we were just sowing. Uh, there was some fruit. But the fruit that's really happening is now because we're reaping what we sowed over over that time. And and we didn't even worry about it. Like, well, wait a minute. we got to see this all tomorrow. He just said, no, you just give it away. You be faithful. You be faithful. And the covenant, and this is really uh, the beautiful thing about it, is that um, the covenant is you're going to become a blessing. The people that receive your blessing are going to receive the covenant. Mm -hmm. What's going to happen to them? They're going to be blessed, and they're going to become a blessing. Um, And that's why we could look at it and say, you know, we poured into into people over these years, and we're we're experiencing uh, them mm-hmm. receiving the covenant life, and now they're giving it away, 
and we get to see the fruit. The fruit, interesting enough, is really them giving it away. Right. Uh, how cool is that? Uh, so you know, it's it's really remarkable uh, when you look at this concept of sowing and reaping. In that, it's not a formula. Right. It's not. I got to go do. I got to go do. I got to do do. No, it's it's let me let me have grace reside in you. I'm going to give you favor. You're going to bear witness. You're going to share the wondrous works. Um, yes, it's be generous financially. Yes, it's be generous with offering this to other people. Yes, it might be spending time with somebody. Mm-hmm. That all they just need you to be there um, and be there for them. And you don't have anything to say to them other than, you know what, I'm with you. Um, mm-hmm. You're going to sow something at the moment and the key is it's gonna it's gonna produce fruit right but we don't need to worry when and how and if we if we sow bountifully by the way by by meaning frequently with our the life that we've been given the bounty is going to be magnificent i love i think as you're describing this one of the things that stands out to me the most is that in our current culture um I think the sowing and reaping makes sense, but it's that timing element yeah. <laughs> that people struggle with, honestly, because we are in that instant culture. And even, you know, if we post something on Facebook and we post a verse, somebody, I have a friend who goes back, you know, probably 20 times that day to see how many people liked that. And that like was a bearing of fruit. I need something instant that tells me that what I said is going to have an impact. And that's not how sowing and reaping works and so our our society our culture is set up in such a way right now that we expect instantaneous proof of fruit and i think it's important that we actually look at god's word and see what that principle is because that is what keeps us in with the perseverance and for the long haul because there are many things that we're going to sow into that are just going to be long obedience in the same direction but we stand on the promise of fruit because of the sowing and reaping principle. Right. And it's important to remember that, that God is faithful. Yeah. He is faithful to his word. So if he says it will be fruitful and he commands us to step into it, then by all means it will be fruitful. Yeah, um, and that's why the two things hold together is that um, don't focus on immediacy, mm-hmm. uh, but more on the principle of it. And it's yes. gonna happen, it yes. will happen. Now during the, the during the time of sowing, and this is really important, is that you can you can know that you're in the right place sowing the right things because there's a joy to that. Absolutely. Um, and you're with me. That doesn't mean it's not it's always easy. No, no, no. There and can it does be joy to it and it be sacrificial joy. It doesn't mean that you know? we're not we're not gonna have trouble or that right. um right. you know, here I am uh, you know, trying to give it away and it's a real battle, you know, it's a real struggle. Right. Um right. I've been in situations, actually in church situations, where I've been asked to teach on abiding. And there's even uh, pastors who are so strong on the law and intellectual Mm -hmm. that they really, in a sense, say, no, this abiding stuff doesn't, it isn't anything in abundant life, no, in the covenant, no. Uh, And they say, no, no, no. And they could even do it publicly against me. Um, God says, I just ask you to sow. Right. Don't worry. Don't and don't don't be don't be frustrated. <laughs> you can have joy because mm-hmm. you're with me and you're sowing what I'm asking you to sow. And because you have joy, first of all, don't get discouraged and keep maintaining that joy. And the key is maintain, you know, the life with me. So you experience the grace. And then secondly, 
you're going to see the reaping part of it. You mm-hmm. will you will see it, but don't try to put your own uh, timeline on it. Right. And by the way, as, as we're going to hear with uh, Dave and, and Tawanda and them, uh, much of the sowing is about 15 to 20 years. Mm-hmm. Now the reaping is starting to really happen. And, and none of us ever thought, well, we're not doing good enough, or we should do more, or how come right. it was just, nope, we're enjoying the just sowing. be faithful in what he's saying. We know, the, re- we the, know the reaping yes. is coming, and actually we get to now experience it, and it's going to exponentially go. Mm-hmm. And that I think sowing and reaping, there is this element of it. We'll talk about it uh, next time, about that there is a, an acceleration point mm-hmm. that all of a sudden it can really multiply. Right. But God says that's my my role to know, not yours. You know, don't worry about it. So, right. uh, we'll uh, we'll keep talking about the sowing and reaping. It's kind of a big, big kind of a big principle. Um, we don't want to limit it to just financial. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, sure, I give away money. Uh, well, um, see, I would say, are you joyful? Are you There's cheerful? So much more to it. You know, if a lot of them will no, but I give away money. And okay, well, do you realize that therefore you're missing something? Uh, if you're not a cheerful giver, see, don't look at it as, well, I'll be a giver and I'll force myself to be cheerful. No. Mm-hmm. Are you a cheerful giver? Period. Right. If you're not, well, then something's not right. And you can right. give all the money you want That's to in good. the world, but if you're not cheerful, something's wrong. See, he doesn't say you're a giver and therefore I'm going to make you cheerful. It's you'll be cheerful and you'll become a giver. It's really, it's really mm-hmm. remarkable. So That's awesome. We'll, we'll pick this up again next, uh, next time and have a good... Uh, Uh, evening and uh, we'll see you tomorrow thank you thanks so much for joining us everyone as always if you have any questions that this has brought up be sure to send them in at questions at afjministry.com and we'll look forward to seeing you guys tomorrow yep we will see you soon thank you for joining us for today's episode of come and see your podcast for truth in a world of chaos brought to you by all for jesus living waters ministry send us your questions and comments And tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.